Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Just got back from American Fork, where I got to sit down with Tim Davis from the Utah Prospects. And here's what happens sometimes, okay? We had a great conversation. It was awesome. I get back, I get my computer all set up, and, uh, and I go to look at the video and everything, and I realized the mics were all plugged in, everything was working, but there was a little button, and I did not click the mics, so it, it picked up the mic from the computer. I did my absolute best to try to get the audio to sound as good as I can, but the conversation was so good that I wanted to share it anyways. I know there's some big games tonight. We we've got we actually talk about the Dixie uh, Orem game that's coming up. So hopefully you get a chance to listen to this before you go out and have some fun. I'm going to be at the Brother Ali Living Legends concert because that's what I'm going to do. But want to give you that little quick update um, before we get into the podcast. So let's get to it. This is the Utah High School Hoops Podcast, your source for sometimes informative, but always entertaining coverage of the Utah High School Hoops scene with your host, Adam Meek. In person, in the flesh, I feel like, Tim, there was no way to have a Utah High School basketball podcast without the man, the myth, the legend, oh, geez. <laughs> oh, gosh. Tim Davis coming on and uh, talking about, I mean, it, it would be hard to argue that somebody's had like a bigger impact on Utah High School basketball than, than you have. I mean, everyone knows your name, like everyone knows about the Utah prospects. It's awesome. And so I'm like, well, I gotta, I got, oh my heck. That's my that's my new oh, Utah geez. phrase. <laughs> yeah, hey, keep it clean on here, right? Oh my heck, I gotta I gotta get down to uh, to American Fork and uh, get you on the podcast. So thanks for coming on, Tim. No, thanks thanks so much, Adam. Appreciate it. And uh, you know, I I think there's been a lot of people before myself and other people involved with our club and other clubs and the history of basketball in the state of Utah is good and. You know, and I, and I don't know if it's hidden anymore, like everybody says, because with media and everything like that. I mean, there's people who probably appreciate it more, but there's a, it's, it's just there's, there's been so many people who've influenced kids, you know, and that's what I think this whole thing's about. And this is why I think your podcast is is a great idea, is because it's helping kids, you know, and and on all levels, whether it's JUCO, whether it's guys that don't play, whether it's NAI, whether it's D3, whether it's D1, whatever it is, you know, our jobs are to help impact kids and help them get to the next level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can tell you it doesn't help me. <laughs> it's exactly. just, it's, it, well, maybe it's just, it's an outlet of like, sometimes I just will rant about stuff. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's really about like, how do we uplift everybody? How do we uplift the players? How do we uplift the clubs? How do we uplift the schools? Um, you know, because that, being a part of the Utah basketball community now uh, for, for the five years since we've lived here, I've realized like it's it's growing in its popularity. I mean, I was as an example, I was just looking. Um, I think it was yesterday. I didn't realize that Made Hoops has like a top 150 list because you know you hear about like yeah. you know the rivals ones and the ESPN ones and all that. And I don't know who, who puts so much stock into all this stuff, but um, I had clicked on it and I was like, oh, I subscribe. Everyone go subscribe to Made Hoops. If maybe I think it's a hundred bucks a year. Uh, anyway, they don't pay me to say that. I just. They will now. They, they will, will now. now. That's yeah. right. 
Who's the main hoops guy? You probably uh, so there's a lot of them. You know, okay. Chad Babel started it. There's other guys. You know, Travis is involved. Martin's involved. And there's a lot of guys. They've actually, you know, they do rankings for older kids too. Yeah. Younger stuff. And they're probably one of the main groups putting out a lot of uh, content right now. I got to be careful with that because they're like pushed by Nike, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but no, they do a good job. We've sent groups down there to play in their stuff, especially the younger stuff, and you know, some of their older events that they have, but. They're just out there pushing content, promoting kids, which is probably the most important thing for anybody is, you know, is just helping kids. No doubt. Well, what I was going to say is in the, um, you know, I, I came into this and I was pretty upfront when I started the podcast. Like I'm not like a Utah high school basketball historian. I don't, I just have a kid who's in the 2026 class. So that's who I have followed. And it seemed like a good time because great it's class, a really right? great class. And I was looking and I think there were like. I want to say there were six kids and maybe the top 60 on that list who currently play high school basketball in the state of Utah. Like that's a dis, given the proportionality between the population of the U.S. to the population of Utah, that is a, that's like a hundred X what you would expect, right? So, sure. um, and I, you know, I think most, if not all of them are, are part of your club. So that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I think, I mean, you have twins who play for, okay. I'm a guess. You know, yep. the twins that played for Griffin on there. And, yep. Uh, you know, Dean and Anthony and Junior. And, and yeah, who was the who was your sixth? It was Jamin. Jamin. Yeah, yeah Jamin. Yes, yeah, great player. And there's a lot of good kids. Drizzen kid. There's a lot of good that class. You know, and you could probably. I mean, we've been talking about it for a while. 24 is really good. You know, really, really good. There's been other good classes, but these classes, the talent's getting better in the state. But 26. I mean, you probably need 30 kids that'll play in college. Yeah. You know, at varying levels, of depending on who they are. So. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a it's a whole thing. So it's it's off. We've got you know we've had like the, the hoop fest people come here and you know, really great. I mean, Montverde was here and Duncanville was just here. So it's just cool to see Utah on the map and to be like this tiny little part of it with a with a little podcast has been kind of neat. Um, so Tim, I wanted the podcast is a little bit more of a long form, you know, and um, so much of our society is like 30 second clips, one minute clips. And the reason I like a podcast is because it gives you time to sort of breathe and get to know the person, right? And so we can talk all we want about, you know, all the other stuff, but like, who are you? Like you're, you are, I, I started a, I started my packaging podcast because I believe that people are inherently valuable and worthy and beautiful and wonderful and I just want to go interview people from all over the world and it's a big driver for this podcast as well um, so I want to know tell me about yourself oh geez um, don't call my mom but uh, I'm actually from a small town in Idaho Jerome Idaho was now when I was raised like a population like 9,000 um, probably about 12 13,000 people it's, it's close to College of Southern Idaho so that's what a lot of people if you say hey I'm from Twin Falls don't know where you're from. Is there, like, is there a cheese factory there? Oh yeah, there's two. There's two, two. cheese factories. Oh yeah, my dad's the mayor, so I mean, look, we don't need to get into that, but you know. I'm, I just, I have had to drive back and forth between Salt Lake and Boise, Boise. quite yeah. a bit for work, and I work in the packaging industry, so I'm always on the lookout for like manufacturing stuff, and I'm like, cheese factory, I bet they, they buy packaging. So. Yeah, they're theirs, and there's the, uh, what is it, not the Sony, but I'm Danone. Gonna, yeah, there's a uh, yogurt company. Oh, that's right. Um, Chobani. Chobani yep. is up there. Yeah, yeah so they have a little headquarters. Just had them on there. my packaging podcast, actually. <laughs> well, hey, just connecting both worlds. But no, yeah. I mean, and 
always loved basketball, you know, went on a mission and had a couple opportunities at like Western Montana and some other schools, and Eastern Oregon, some other schools, and then got connected to a, this helped just, just a quick background on sure. basketball, got connected to someone who lived in Virginia, like you should go to Southern Virginia University, and I hadn't even heard of it. You know, it's a it's not an LDS institution, but a lot of LDS people play there. It's like a, at the time, it was like a D3 school out there. They might be D2, but I think they're D3 still. Um, so I got connected out there, like you should reach out to the coaches and went down that road and played a, a year there. Got a little banged up, didn't love, it was a more of a liberal arts school, great school, they had some business stuff, but it just didn't, it didn't fit what I was doing. I'm like, hey, if I'm playing basketball, you know, and I'm not a professional, I better love what I'm doing and go down this road, you know. My aunt said, hey, come live with us. They lived in Utah, come live with us while you're trying to figure it out. And I was like, hey, I'll go to UVU, go to school there do stuff with it and, and I love basketball I was actually I coached a year of varsity basketball between high school and my uh, mission so just throw that in there but I love basketball love coaching love being around it and got in at a place called a lot of people call it open court or XSI factory at point of the mountain it's a unique the yeah unique, a, that's the unique, unique building. building yeah there was like eight courts when I was there there was five and I was sort of the manager there was a general manager and but I was coaching a team you know and then you know, got opportunity to start a club, you know, X Factor Hoops, and, you know, we grew up to like 18 teams, and then, you know, it just, it was hard, because I was like, all right, I gotta grow up and make, I'm getting married, I gotta make real money um, on top of the other job, and so just sort of parted ways, went a different direction, and I still was tied to a lot of those kids playing, because I knew everybody, most of the kids in the state, and, and then, so I sort of formed a club, and we had a really good, it probably was an eighth grade group at the time, it had like Brendan Bailey, Frank Jackson was actually on our B team, and we had a really good group of that class. And then the next class, you know, Kendall Youngblood coached for my program, um, and he runs Youngblood Elite. Yeah. Shout out to Kendall. Yeah. Um, That's a great league. Great league. Yeah. Kendall has all the best talent in Utah. He does a good job, puts a lot of time into it. Um, so he coached that next group, like Jackson Brinchley, uh, you know, Brandon Carlson, uh, Trevin Nell, a lot of those guys, you know, there's 30 years old playing college basketball right now. Um, but a lot of those dudes, you know, you know hey, Colorado State had a 31 year old Utah transfer as our kicker. I saw kids. that. Yeah. I saw that. He was good, actually. He was pretty, he was pretty good. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I had to sneak the Rams in there. Yeah. No, they're good in basketball, too. Holy cow. They're terrible. You know, they, they struggled a little bit the last couple of games, but they do, a, they do a good job. Listen, we got two guys that are injured that are. Key key contributors. So we're going to be right there. It's in all March. about the Mountain West. We'll be about right the there in March. Yeah, they'll be okay. Um, and then the next group had like Hunter Erickson and stuff, and you know, and I had a really good. The, the group when they became 15U was really good. And like Gavin Baxter played on that team and things like that. And Gavin played at BYU and was a year at Utah. And then Frank, people know, played in the NBA. Yeah, six years in the NBA. And so, and I was sort of like, all right, what direction are we going with this club stuff? And um, you know, I'd been approached by another another group. It was a big organization, and they wanted to, you know, it was Utah Basketball Club at the time. They want they went down the road. They wanted to do something a little bit with us, and you know, and I was just this little young, I think 25, 26 year old, and then I met with Lynn Lloyd, um, you know, who runs the Utah Prospects with me, and he had a group called Utah Hoops that later became Utah Prospects, and. We played their team that year, a 15-year-old team, and it wasn't very close. And him and I talked, and and then I was talking to Under Armour at the time, Chris Hightower, which he's still in the space, but more on the girls' side. And 
he uh, he goes talk. You need Lynn, need to talk. And we talked, and Lynn was a one man show, and I was a one man show. And you know, and Lynn's like he had a really good older team with like Sam Merrill, Dalton Nixon, Rakat Chapman, a lot of those guys, and then Jesse Wade, some of the other guys, Zach Selius and stuff. And um, and I thought we just joined. You know, it was simple. Yeah. Nothing special, nothing crazy, and you know that's how the Utah prospects started. And you know, and I think my group was a 16-year group, and he, he, him, and Gary Selyus coached the 17s, and then Kendall Youngblood coached the 15s, and uh, you know we were Under Armour for half a year, um, or a year, excuse me, um, just that year. With it was just a minor deal. It was nothing. We were the nobodies out there, and and getting nothing from them really. You know, we just went and did it, and it was awesome. And, and I remember we were flying to places. We'd go to like the joke was we'd go to Phoenix, and then Cincinnati. And then to Denver to get to for an event for Denver, you know. Oh yeah. But it was just the budget we had, and you know we were just trying to make it. But you know, and then the next year Adidas um, reached out through UCLA. UCLA was Adidas. Sorry, I'm going too long. No, it's fine. Um, but UCLA went out. I'm just making sure it's still recording because okay. this is a this is a lovely six year old computer. Oh, it's new. It's it, it's not new, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's well stickered. Well, we'll yeah. take care of it. It's, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a workhorse. No, and, and so UCLA, who was Adidas at the time, uh, you know, Dave Grace was his name, was an assistant. It's like, hey, you guys thought about Adidas? And I was like, no, not really. And, you know, and you're just trying to be like, you know, he's like, he's like, you have a good group. And, you know, and so I was like, okay. And so Adidas went and watched. They're like, hey, who should we go watch? Who will be on your 17s? And I sent him to watch Frank Jackson, Yoli Childs, and Gavin Baxter. And it was a good tar- choice. Yes. It a, <laughs> and it was at the Tarkanian Classic. Frank had 56, broke the scoring record at Tarkanian when they watched him, 55 or 56. Um, the question is, did he get the game ball, or did he have to go full Giannis mode and chase it? I can't believe that. <laughs> I mean, I almost, I wonder if I feel worse for Oscar or I feel for Giannis. Yeah, no doubt. Giannis said he was getting it for somebody else, but I don't think so. No. Um, <laughs> but I think. Uh, I mean, so I'm hoping he got the game ball. Frank did, but so yeah. Dita watched him, and I mean, he went crazy. And then they went and watched Yoli, and he had 30 and 20 that game, like 30 and 21 rebounds at Bingham High School. And then Gavin just did what he did. I mean, you probably don't know as much about him because he got hurt a little bit in college, but I mean, 6 9 with a 7 2 wingspan, really bouncy. You know, his mom was a track athlete, all American track, and wow. he just sort of had it. And they watched all of them, and they're like, all right, we're in. And we're like, all right, here we are with Dita's that year. And, that's how we started. Our first group had an NBA player on it, and you know, which doesn't happen very often in this state, if ever. Um, but that's just that's the story and the journey, and you know, luck on top of one thing that you know I was told Lynn is when we started this thing, and, um, and we're just different. We're different stages of life. Now I have young kids, and his kids are out of the house, and sort of a perfect, we're perfect personalities for each other. Right. At the time, is uh, um, I just said no one's gonna outwork us for the kids. That's it. You know, and. And I remember I'd go to everything. I'd go to all the All-American camps, go to everything. And just the whole thing was, you know, the kids in the state deserve it. They deserve opportunities. And, and it's not just kids with the prospects. It's kids with other clubs. You know, they just deserve opportunities because the state's, you know, that's what makes the podcast great. The state just has a lot of talent and a lot of good kids. And, and, and the coaching is good, too. Like the high school coaches in the state, yeah, you know, they're really good. Yeah, You know, and they, they make no money. And they're really good, you know. And, you know, we're just lucky to be part of a good state. But that's sort of a, that's how this deal started. And I think we're in year 13 or 14. And I'm old now and Lynn's really old. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, if, he, if he listens, he'll, 
you'll know that joke. But um, so that's that's nice. cool. Yeah, I mean, I I would tell people, especially back in Colorado. We were talking before the call about you know Colorado's even on the come up a little bit, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I I think it'll still be change doesn't happen overnight, right? And and uh, you know, just talking to people about Utah, I'm like, you don't understand. There is a indoor basketball court on nearly every block that if you if you are curious enough, you'll find somebody who has keys to get access to that at almost any given moment in time. <laughs> like, and so if you're a kid and you're living in Utah and you love basketball, and there's only one, I mean, well, there's two professional teams here, but of the major sports, you know, we just have the NBA here. Yep. And so if you're a kid and you're growing up and you're a fan of the jazz and you really love basketball, you can get plugged into this amazing community of people, like you said, that are, you know, there's there's good coaches, there's good facilities. I, When we went and played up in Pocatello once, I was like, we need this kind of facility, though. It sounds like that people are telling me about your, the point of the mountain. Yeah. They're like, that's kind of what that was um, a little bit. but. Um, you know, there's, there's still decent facilities here to go play and that kind of stuff. But it is a, it's, I, I hate to say like it's a religion here, but it's like part of it. It's right? part of it, right? And, um, and it, it's crazy to me, like when we were going around um, with, uh, with Congo on the 15U, like you're playing teams from all, obviously all over the country. And it, it's shocking and not shocking to see like, there's a level of athleticism that may be different that is quickly canceled out by the the, the, the teamwork, the coaching, the uh, the conditioning, you know, that I think is just inherent into the Utah culture. Like that sort of beehive mentality is, is really here. And it's cool to see. So uh, even talking with uh, Coach Stanley up at LCA when he was coaching in college, he would tell me like, we all love to go watch teams like the Prospects play because we knew that we could watch good basketball. He's like, you don't understand. College coaches hate watching bad basketball. <laughs> you could be a really talented player, but if you're on a team that's playing bad basketball, it's going to be hard to get looked at because nobody wants to watch bad basketball. It sucks. <laughs> you know, you're 100% right. It's like listening to bad jazz music. Nobody wants to listen to bad jazz music. No, um, so it's, it's, been, uh, it's been really cool. And, uh, and you know, obviously... You, you alluded to it last year, so the you guys had a good run um, with the 17s. Um, was that correct me if I'm wrong? Was that the was that the first time that y'all had won three SSB? Yeah, it's the first time we'd ever won, and, and I think you know Dave Hammer had a group with Salt Lake Metro back in the day, but I think it's the first time anybody in the states ever won like an official like because they used to have like the Adidas Summer Championship, but it wasn't like an official Adidas event you know they, they sponsored whatever but it wasn't like their league it wasn't like their league thing but i feel like it's the first time any team from the state of utah's won like an eybl or an under armor or an adidas like you know because it hasn't been around i mean what like for 15 to 18 years you know adidas has probably been you know 12 to 15 to 14 years or so and under armor's a little bit new like i think the first time in the state's history you know, which is, it, it's a testament, not just to that, I mean, because it was a special group, and Matt Jolly coached a lot of those kids for a while, but it was added pieces to it, and it's a testament to me, too, of, you know, the talent in the state of Utah, and I mean, and they played, I mean, they all bought in and gave up, you know, I mean, they gave up things for their teammates, but they also understood, like, I mean, 
the further you advance, the more coaches came. Right. And the, you know, the bigger the stage, and they had a 3,000 seat arena, which is really cool in Rock Hill, South Carolina, that you know, it'd be cool to have here that the city sort of is behind. Yeah. It's like a nine court facility, and one of the courts has a 3,000 seats in it. And, um, you know, and so it was just a special stage for the kids. And the thing that was cool for them is, you know, I mean, everybody's like, it's Utah's about threes. I mean, we don't, I mean, we gave up 42 points a game, was the average for the whole weekend. You know, which is pretty good in AAU basketball, considering the pace and the style. And, and but they all just bought in and said, "Hey, you know, we're gonna do this together." And so it was a it was a it was a fun group to watch and coach and be a part of. And, you know, but it's awesome for the state. You know? It was great. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that everyone you know got excited about it. And um, you know, to your point, I'm I'm just going off of pure memory here. And my memories, when you talk about me, like I am likely older than you, so my memories struggling even worse but you know you, you've got uh you know brody's going to usc malik's going to tcu um obviously isaiah harwell's got almost any school he wants to go to he can go I, he hasn't decided on school no he's at 25 so, yeah i'm guessing spring is what it sounds like from him or yeah. summer from his family um you know jackson's going to utah um and he was the mvp wasn't he, he yeah. was the, like he's playing great um and it's been cool to see you know, obviously the Brody injury sucks and everyone wants him to get back as soon as he can, right? Um, but to see that as a springboard for a lot of these players into back into their high school teams, especially the, the, the public schools here in Utah, I think put it on recently with, you know, Alta just annihilating Sunrise Christian and then Orem going out and beating Duncanville the other night. It was just like... You got to take notice of this stuff. This isn't all accidental. This has been a history of you know a decade plus of building this type of culture here that I'm sure existed before that. I, I don't I don't want to defame anybody who came before that. I just know what's been happening over the last you know kind of seven to ten years has been pretty special. No, and I'm like you, Adam. I don't know. You know, I mean, I have friends who I mean, you know, Fred and Johnson, Ryan Cuff, you know, the guys like Sean Bradley who've been you know. McDonald's all Americans, but I feel like the consistency and the level of the number of players who are on that level is probably increasing. And it's just I don't know if it's the popularity of basketball in Utah, you know. And, and I always think classes and states go through ebbs and flows. You talk about Colorado. I mean, for stretches they had you know dudes after dudes after dudes, and they went dry. And now they're I mean now it's really good in Colorado. The basketball's really good. The talent's good. There's good players. But um, I just think. All of it tells you, like, it's not just that Utah Prospects team, they're really good, but with the next 10 guys behind them, yeah. you know? You know, there's, I mean, there's guys like Ace Riser, and there's other other groups of guys, and Tiger Cuff, and there's guys that are just really talented. Yep. You know, and I could probably list 10 other dudes, but it's a very good class, but it also tells you, like, the basketball's getting better, and you said it, I mean, when Orem goes and beats Duncanville, they lost their best player early on in the preseason, and... You know, and they still have some good players, a couple of D1 kids, some other college basketball players. And I think Chance Dastrop had like 17 assists yeah. in that game. He was, I was there, and it was it, – I actually thought, like, oh, it was only 17. Cause it seemed like every time I look up, he was – it wasn't like – I mean, listen, I, I love Nikola Jokic. Yeah. But he does get some assists that are like – I mean, it was a dribble handoff, and Jamal Murray took two and a half dribbles. And fit. Like, was that really an assist? I mean, he was throwing backdoor passes. I mean, he was against ball pressure. He played a great game. No, he's like a player. Like I mean, it's good, and sometimes they get underlooked. But I mean, I think there's. I mean, you know, they're being 
I mean, there'd be nothing to, like, not like Knoxville's not recruiting dudes, you know? Right. So, <laughs> might as well call it a prep school. A couple of years ago, I mean, they were the number two team in the whole country. Right. But, um, you know, and like you said, AFB Sunrise last year, Alpha beat them this year, and, you know, these teams are competing against national prep or all-star type teams, and it's just a testament to the players, you know, and chemistry and style of play, and then the coaches. The coaches is good. The coaching is really good here. Yeah, it, it, it is for sure. Um, and so I guess kind of as we as we look to you know sort of you know not just the rest of the high school year because that's obviously going to play out and mm-hmm. you know things happen and you know injuries happen. So Chris Cox just got reinstated, so that's going to be crazy to watch what happened with Cottonwood now and you know are they a team that can? And they're four A, right? Right. And can, so I, I know tonight we've got. Uh, I'm, Excited to hear about the uh, Dixie plays at Orem, mm-hmm. yep. and it's like, man, that's my plan tonight. I mean, if the wife lets me get out, I'm planning to go to that. Honey, I hope you're not listening. To this. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I uh, my favorite, like one of my favorite hip hop artists ever, is a guy named Brother Ali. Mm-hmm. He's from uh, Minnesota. He lives in Istanbul now. He's a albino Muslim hip hop artist who's blind, totally blind. And I've been following him for like a decade, and uh, he's playing a show in Salt Lake. And like, I gotta go see Brother Ali with the Living Legends. So I won't be there, but we tracked it. I will. Uh, I'm I'm anxious to see if you know. It's, the point was like, can Cottonwood be that team, or like, can, you know, Leighton Christian had a big win over Springville the other day. Can these two teams compete and like challenge Dixie? You know, I mean, there's just some cool stuff. There's some cool storylines that are already forming within uh, the high school year, but. As you kind of look out, I'm sure you're like me in my in my full time job, and even with my family. Like, I'm I'm usually looking out into like well into 2024 now in terms of like planning and dreaming and trying to piece things together. You know, um, what are some things that excite you about you know not just the prospects, but as you look out on the horizon for Utah basketball, um, that kind of gets you pumped up. Um. I, I think there's a couple things, I mean, just in general for 2024, I mean, because I had a buddy, he's actually about the old prep and the grind session, mm-hmm. and he used to be based in San Diego, and now they're in Florida. And they're still named Balboa Prep? Yeah, because it was actually, they were a sister school, one in California, the main school in Florida. So they ended oh. up moving everything back to Florida. I used to live in San Diego. I know there's, I, I know about Balboa. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that, they should have just changed the name. But apparently there's a Balboa in Florida, so. So in like DeAndre Ayton played there, so they, you know. So they've had some dudes, but he goes, he said, how do we get to one of these events? You know, he's kind of like my summer stuff, and it's not as intense because there's a lot of teams, and it's just a matchup deal in the summer. But he goes, how do we get out to these Utah events? How do we get involved in it? You have the one, you have the Hoop Fest, and then, you know, and then you have the, the deal, you have the deal at PG, and then you have the deal at Lehigh, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's, I feel like the brand's growing in the state of Utah. I'm excited for club stuff in the summer, but you know, as well, and I feel like we're close on rosters, and we're excited about Adidas this year, and the direction they're going, they came out with sites, and, you know, and we try to have our rosters done so our kids can just worry about high school basketball, right. and do their thing, and let them play, and grow, and everything like that, but that's what I'm excited about, because I just feel like the perception of the state, you know, is getting better, mm-hmm. and, like, I had a, a, a guy coached the Southern Assault, uh, Milan, his name's been there forever, and you know he's won. I mean, we won one championship and it was awesome. You know, but he won like three. Yeah, um, that's a good. That's a good <laughs> and he goes, he goes. Now, now, now the bullseye's on your back. And I don't really think of it because I'm just like, 
Because Austin, that group won it, but at the end of the day, it's like, hey, it's another group. So Different kids. Group, it's yeah. just new opportunity. It's not like we won a national championship. We have all of the guys returning, you know? Right. It's a different group and different opportunities and different challenges. And it's going to be a really different roster for us. Um, regard, and they'll be good. They'll be good in their own way. A lot of talent. You know, some really high-end talent, but it's just different. And, you know, but, um, you know, I'm just excited because I feel like the brand of Utah basketball is getting out there. And people are knowing about more teams and more clubs out there in the state of Utah. Yeah. So I mean, I was thinking, of, I was trying to just count on my hand, like, how many syndicated, like, sneaker syndicate teams are in Utah now? And on, on the various levels of yep. whatever that means, you know, because obviously there's, there's the Adidas ones, the Rebels came out and announced their EYCL deal, you've got the, um, the, the, the Puma teams, the UAA teams, the UA Rise teams. And I was like, there's probably a hundred kids per class who are playing at, at a high level on like a nationally syndicated sneakers. Like like 10 to 11 clubs. I think it's like 10 clubs. Yeah, that's what I guess. I mean, you have Sousa that people forget about. Yep. They had a lot of those Dixie kids. I don't know what they're going to do this year, but. Were they on the gold circuit? Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. I mean, there's most of Dixie High School and a couple other kids down there. And, sorry. That's fine. And a couple other kids down there. And then, yeah, I mean, you have the Rebels, you have Mount Stars, you have, you have Congo, which is, you know, a lot of the guys will be Team Utah now, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, you know, and you just, I mean, even Utah Basketball Club did full stuff. Yeah. Hard Knocks. I mean, and then Utah Valley Prime is starting. This year. Uh, yeah. Legacy is on. Utah Legacy is going to be on the, the Puma, Puma yeah. deal. Team Utah Puma, is that right? Uh, yep. Yep. Um, I was trying to list them all off, and I was like, man, there's uh, Salt City Hustle was on UAS oh, yeah, right. um, last year. So They do a good job, too. There's a lot of good coaches. And, yeah. You it's, know, it's just good players in the state of Utah. No doubt. No doubt. It's uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, I know for me, it's it's fun doing this. Um, it's way more fun being a dad. Like, I don't know. How old are your kids? So I have a nine-year-old girl, a four-and-a-half-year-old boy, a three-and-a-half-year-old girl, and a... 15 month old. Yeah, so, so you are. We're just getting a list. At some point in time, I mean, I've got, so I got five kids that are 16, 14, 12, 10, and 8. And then we have a, another 16 year old who's lived with us who goes to judge. So we have six kids in our house. Um, there's nothing better than being a dad and having a basketball like player as, a, as your child. Um, there's also nothing harder <laughs> because you have to like restrict yourself. Like, I. I know I'm I know I'm a dad and I think sometimes parents struggle with remembering like no you're 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 gonna own, probably see the best in your kid and and you're also gonna see their absolute worst and you gotta be careful not to dwell on the worst and only think that like the truth is gonna be somewhere in between you gotta entrust your coaches like I tell parents all the time if you wanna coach then you should go coach. <laughs> no, you're right. But if you wanna root for your kids, then root for your kids. And if you wanna ref, then go ref. But you can't just sit up here and yell at refs and yell at coaches and complain about coaches like that doesn't help anybody. I think we're getting better. Parents out there, please PSA, don't yell at refs. <laughs> don't t- don't gossip about coaches. Don't yell at people. Be great for high school coaches that are making pennies. Oh my gosh. You know, I mean, it's, uh, that's that's one thing that I feel like I've come to appreciate is there's this. A lot of people think there's this big divide between AAU and high school coaches and. You know, um, and, and my tournament has helped. My summer tournament when I first started, and everything could come to it. And, yeah. You know, we have teams from all over, but it's helped me because 
I just appreciate these guys, you know, and I feel like a lot of these high school coaches are close friends mm -hmm. of mine, and I, I respect what they do because they can really coach, and guess what, you know, they help all of us AAU guys because they do such a good job. I mean, they're with these guys nine to ten months a year making like $3,000 for the whole year, right? and you're just like, what is going on? Yeah, no, you it's, know? it's it's a tough deal. Um, so have some grace, uh, please, <laughs> on them. Um, but yeah, I, I, Tim, I feel like we could talk for another hour or so, but um, my data says people only want to really want to listen to a podcast for about a half an hour. And we're at the half an hour time. Right. So, um, so much more. I'm sure we'll have you back on. Uh, really, you know, appreciate all you've done, obviously, for the state of Utah in terms of basketball, um, all that you'll continue to do. You know, Great Western Classic is, a, is another example, just an awesome tournament that I know that you, you're, that's one that you've been on is that correct yeah okay yeah. just yeah. want to make sure i got that one correct yep. um but yeah super appreciative of of all you do I, I, my sister's been on she's spoken really highly she's of awesome. you so um anyway uh, how do people follow uh you know follow what you're up to on on the socials you'll laugh so i have uh let me just make sure i'll pull it up and say i only have personally one social media account i mean i'm just not I do Twitter. Our club does, you know, if you look up Utah Prospects. Right? There it is. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, but in Twitter and, I mean. But. It's called X now? It's X. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> X. So, see, that's how far, that's how behind I am. And my wife thinks it's crazy. You don't have Facebook. You don't have Instagram. You don't have Snapchat. I'm like, I don't have time. Yeah. You know? I have I have an X account, not Twitter. Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. You can still call Twitter. I'm pretty sorry, sure. Sorry, Elon Musk. I mean, and actually, I like Elon's him. not listening to this. Good. <laughs> I like what he's doing. I like what you're doing out there. But all right, so just go so look up Utah Prospects on Twitter slash X or Twix. Yeah, as I like to, you know, yep. it's two into one, just like Twix. I like that. Um, cool. Well, I'll put the I'll put the link down there, and they can follow what you're up to. And um, obviously, the players all have their own stuff and all that jazz. But no, not Instagram. We update things. We do player videos and stuff. But that's more for the kids than anything, as you know. No doubt. No doubt. Well, Tim, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. It's been fun. Hey, thank you. Yep. All right, everybody. That was Tim Davis. Once again, I do apologize for the audio. We're going to have Tim back on for sure. Uh, everyone go follow uh, what they're doing with the Utah Prospects. And tonight, if you get a chance, uh, we got uh, KSL Sports Rewind is going to be at Orem. Uh, so if you haven't already, get on down. Check out uh, Dixie at Orem. Should be a great game. Thanks for listening. If you made it all the way through, thanks for listening. That's pretty great. Appreciate you.